Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Today, we are talking about bitter or better. Rumi said, the wound is the place the light enters you. Oh my gosh, I love this quote. It is just so graphic. I love the truth of it. I love the poetry of it. I love the hope in it. In our times of suffering and trial, it is often hard to see the purpose behind what we're going through. Instead, it's the, why me? It's that visceral jerking away from pain. It's the scream. But if we realize that this too shall pass, and in its wake will be strength and color we don't yet understand, then we can hold on to hope. Join me today for insight from a war hostage, a woman who was hit by a car and had her leg paralyzed, and from a man who recovered from a truly traumatic childhood into an engineer of lives to see how the wound is the place that the light enters you and the importance of trusting the process. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee. And I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. I want to start with four truths today. The first one is you can't get past the past until you accept it. Think about that. The second one is the process of growth is pushing past one wall after another. And often those walls are painful. But when you're in that pain, remember you are growing. The third is failure is feedback. It teaches us what not to do. So don't stare at that error too long. Move past it, move along, and use the information that you gained from that. And number four is create a supportive story to go along with the learning. Which story is better? Is it A, I was treated unfairly and I feel shame about not being good enough or not succeeding as I expected, or God is unjust and cruel, life is a bitch and then you die? Is that a helpful story? Or is it more helpful to choose a story that focuses on what you learned, meaning behind what you experienced, focusing on the trust that there's a reason for that experience and moving forward, knowing that someday you will understand. I was listening to Oprah's interview on her podcast, Super Soul, and her guest was Elizabeth Gilbert. She's the one that wrote Eat, Love, Pray. Anyway, and I have to say, gosh, I was so impressed with Elizabeth and how centered she was. She was so calm and the attitude was incredible. So let let me tell you why a little bit. Oprah was commenting on the space in Elizabeth's life where she found out, she got news that her best friend had a lethal cancer. And in that moment, she discovered that she was actually in love with her best friend. So she immediately talked to her husband about it and left him. And she went to her went to her best friend's bedside to walk that path of death with her, which was heart-wrenching on multiple levels. But the mindset that Elizabeth had was so incredibly inspiring. 
And what I found inspiring about it was that she said, I came here to live a life fully, so I will take all of it. I came here to do this. I want the whole ride. Even in the worst moment, she said, I knew this is exactly where I was supposed to be. You know, I I feel like most of us, me included, try to avoid pain whenever we can. And that's why I found this so inspiring and so brave, because she was embracing the whole experience of living. In the worst times, she looks at, what am I being asked to learn or do right now? What is my experience of living big? Why is this being offered to me in this amount of pain? That was her approach. Her willingness to feel deeply, right? To feel this whole range and depth of emotions of living was so brave, so advanced that I kind of wanted to follow her around and become her disciple. (laughs) I mean, it was very, very compelling. But something else I really got out of this was that she didn't try to blame the hard times on God or on somebody else. And she didn't question her own worthiness because of the struggle. She simply accepted that it was the process of living. And she granted herself huge amounts of mercy. No shame in the process of, oh, I landed in the wrong marriage, or I got the wrong job, or the here we go again. And she was talking about this, too. She was talking about having great amounts of mercy for yourself, not not going to places of shame and judgment, but you just keep doing your best and you be present in your life. She pointed out that we don't have to know how to get through things, but we square our shoulders and you walk through it. That you are good enough and you can do it. And I, I just loved it. Today on this episode, I'm going to share three clips from three people who have learned through their own struggle that the dark days hold gifts. The reason I'm sharing what Elizabeth did was because we're all going to go through those dark patches and we can either embrace them like Elizabeth did in a brave and rare way and take them in with an understanding that this is the experience of living and you signed up for the whole ride. Or we can fight that, but the fighting of that causes us even more pain, right? Bringing in that shame and the trying to push it away, the, the trying to hide from the pain or questioning why these things are happening to you or, or taking God out of your life because you feel like, you know, he wasn't there to take the pain away from you. What, whatever, you know, all of those things cause us so much distress and amplify the thing that we're going through. So when you're looking at approaching life in one way or the other, I think that acceptance of it is going to help us sail more easily through it. So that being said, these three clips that we're going to focus on today, I think the beauty of them is these are people who went through really tough things. And on the other side of it, they get to look back like so many of us do. Some We can do it in our own lives. If you're particularly young, maybe you don't have enough time behind you to be able to do it yet. But You can look back and see that there is meaning, that there is growth, that there are gifts in the hard and in the dark spaces. So when you're in those spaces, know, know from the testimony of others, know from those who have gone before that those are sacred spaces. What I went through helped me become 
who I am, and I wouldn't change it. Let's first hear from Rusty Lindquist in a very recent interview in Life Engineered. What, in whatever terms you want to share, what was the path that led you to creating Life Engineering? Well, yeah, um, you know, it's interesting because each one of us has this, you know, this story that is the foundation of our lives. And it's funny because often when the, you know, the more that story is filled with adversity and trial and pain and suffering, it's interesting because you often, I I sit there and I think back at my story that we'll talk about in a second. And I, I think, you know, I just wouldn't ever, ever want someone to go through that. But at the same time, I would never, ever replace it. You know, it made me who I am. It made me, it gave me the strength. It turned me into the person I needed to be to do the work I needed to do. And I feel like this is what is at the core of everyone's story. We all go through experiences. And sometimes those experiences are heart-wrenching and they, 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 they break us. But in the remaking and the reforging of ourselves, we become something new. We become something greater. We become something that we couldn't have been without that experience. And what really I feel like makes a difference in who we become out of the experiences we've had is the story we tell ourselves about those experiences. Um, And I often say, you know, we, we have this, we have this beautiful powerful instrument at our disposal. And that is choice. We choose what meaning we attribute to the events in our lives. And and we create a narrative around that meaning and around those events. And the narrative we create becomes our identity and it becomes our story. And I, I often say the story you tell yourself most often is the story most likely to come true. And when I talk to people, I so often find themselves, find that they've gotten caught up in this negative narrative. And I'm like, change the story. Like, this is your choice. You, no matter what has been in your past, no matter what is in your present, no matter the mountain that lies in front of you, like you are the author of your story and you can make it whatever you want to make it. And when you tell yourself the story that you want to live enough times, you give it mass and you give it so much mass that it has a gravitational pull that you can't escape from it, no matter what that story is. And so you've got to tell yourself the right story. Sister Susan H. Porter, first counselor in the primary general presidency in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, said, quote, God's love is not found in the circumstances of our lives, but in His presence in our lives, unquote. It seems a common mindset to believe that if I am living right, that bad things shouldn't happen to me. I have a brother that felt that deeply, and it really unmoored him when real life happened and you know, God didn't buffer that. He let him live the full experience. I think it's clear that God lets us go through hard things, but that if we call on him and pay attention, if we allow him to walk with us, that there will be support, there will be comfort, there will be added strength and a turning 
of the events of our lives for our best, whatever they are, even if they're the worst things we can imagine, there will be a turning of those for our best story. God can orchestrate a great deal of good from what appears to be a pile of bad. And I think that's a really important thing for us to hold on to when we're in the dark spaces. Wendy Garrett in episode 83, life is tough, but I am tougher. She was a gymnast and she was struck by an automobile and one of her legs was paralyzed. And while her gymnastics career was over, this accident led her to a different life of running marathons all over the world. Listen in to why she is glad this happened to her. So as you look back over your story and your experiences, what are the main pivotal learning points or just the most moving parts of it for you, the the real learning experiences? Well, I think looking back, I, you know, I always just thought I was going to be healed. I thought that was my story. I was like, there's no way this isn't going to be my life. So for me, if I had my way, I would have, my leg would have healed and I would have just gone on living I guess what you would call a, a normal life, but mm-hmm. luckily God has a, a better plan for all of us. And, you know, I think if we, if we let him, he can just lead us in ways we never thought imaginable. And okay, why, um, why do you think it's better if you had been, let's say, just made whole, right? You were cured back the way that you were before. Why is it better the way that it is now than it would have been to be, to be cured? Cause I, I probably wouldn't have run all these, these marathons um, because what started it all was the Boston Marathon and kind of the way that that came about was because of my my injury so if if I had been healed (laughs) I I'd probably still you know I'd I'd like to think I'd be running marathons but probably not as many not as serious and I'd probably still have that thought of that Boston Marathon in the back of my my mind as a a big long-term goal and God made that happen in a different way. And then because of that marathon, I ended up going to New York City and it was at the New York City Marathon where I learned about the, the six world marathon majors. And if you complete all six, you become a six-star finisher and it's kind of a, something a lot of runners want to accomplish. And I was like, huh, you know, just all of a sudden my heart was like, you need to do that. And I was just like, I like to travel. I'm like, feels right. Let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. You, know, you know what's so interesting about what you're saying, and I love this because I've just been working on writing a podcast on healing, And but I was reading a book called Christ in Every Hour, and it was talking specifically about cure versus healing and how in the scriptures we are, there's a lot of talk about healing. There's not a lot of talk about cure. This is so interesting because in dealing with anybody's life story, as we seek to heal from whatever difficult things happen to us, when we're working with the Lord in in healing from those hard and difficult and torn places, we we often do think, I just want things to be the way they were. I just want to be better, right? I, I want to be yeah. made better. But that it doesn't work like that. Very seldom is someone just cured and things are back where they were. Being coming whole is actually about taking the experience and the things that have happened to you and weaving them into a new future that makes you more of a whole person, that in- integrates the experiences and the learning and the growth that comes from whatever you have gone through into becoming healed and whole moving forward, not 
minusing those experiences or difficulties, but using them to become more whole and more healed. Very true. Yeah, because looking back, I finally, you know, because at the time it was always so frustrating, defeating when I went to all these doctors, you know, and you get your hopes up a little bit and then they'd be bashed and you're just like, why can't they help me? You know, like, mm-hmm. what? doesn't make sense. And so, yeah, so now finally looking back, it makes sense. I'm like, it needed to happen this way for whatever reason. I'm like, you know, some things don't make sense to us maybe ever. We might find out eventually, but you know, I'm like looking back, I'm like, God had the full power to heal me or to, you know, let these doctors have clear mind or inspiration, like, oh, this is what it is. But so that's the only explanation I have at this point is that I was meant to be have the answer sooner, it would have, it would have happened, you know, but that for whatever reason, I needed those three years to learn patience and be refined and just go through what I, I went through. And then when the time was right, and because even when I received my orthotic, the guy said, you know, you could have had this three years ago. And I said, you know what, it's okay. I'm like, it's actually better this way, because I'm going to appreciate it so much more. And it's, mm. it's so true. And so that's the only thing I can think about, because everyone's like, why couldn't, you know, these top research hospitals help you? It doesn't make any sense. And that's the only thing I can make sense of is that it had to happen this way and God would have made it happen sooner if that would have been the right thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. This this, this comes up in every interview. Like it literally blows my mind and I, I ought to be used to it by now. I'm, I'm getting more <laughs> used to it, but this concept of how hindsight brings a clarity of why things unfolded the way they did in each person's yeah. life and also a deep appreciation for it because they find the, the blessings and the opportunities and the things that came into their life because of whatever difficulty and hardship they experienced. It's fascinating and beautiful. And you're another example of it. If you have one piece of advice to give the listeners in from your experience, what would you like to share? We all go through tough stuff, but there's always joy on the other side if we let ourselves get to that point. So, you know, just be patient and just keep doing the best that you can. And there's always joy on the other side. And the joy is always going to be so much more because of the hard things that we go through. In episode 160, my interview with Joe Marie Taylor, how being a hostage set her free. She talks about just the harrowing experience of being there. Let me set the scene for you. On August 2nd in 1990, Iraq launched an invasion of Kuwait with four elite Iraqi Republican Guard Division and Iraqi Army Special Forces groups. And the main thrust was conducted by the commandos deployed by helicopters and boats to attack Kuwait City, While the other divisions seized the airports and two air bases, Kuwaiti really didn't stand for long, and the Iraqi invasion quickly turned into a takeover. Well, Joe Marie Taylor, my guest on this this particular episode, she was an American, and she was visiting Kuwait with her Kuwaiti husband, and she found herself a hostage in the country. She was hiding. She was navigating the fear and the daily threat of death because they were killing all Americans. She was watching the destruction and the rape and the murder and the mayhem of the invasion. And all this challenged the way that she thought about life. But what it taught her was to trust the process. There's a purpose to our sufferings. And sometimes it takes us a while to see. But when the tapestry is turned over, the design is beautiful. Moving forward in your life, where does this take you? 
Like, what do you feel like? I believe that these traumatic and difficult experiences for us can either turn into things that really shut us down or we can try to find the meaning and purpose behind them. And it sounds like the meaning and purpose for you was this beautiful removing of the blinders of seeing life in a specific box. And now you could see something so much broader and it led to more research and a greater opening of your mind and your understanding. And so this being said, how does that, I think navigating those spaces of change and opening, what advice would you have for people who are navigating those spaces? I'm giving you information and in what has happened and transpired in the past 29 years, because it's been 29 years since the invasion. And so it came in steps. It came in baby steps that I could take. It came in baby steps that I could listen to the intuitive nudge. Like, for example, a, a book would just, you know, kind of catch my attention and pop out at me and it had the answers to what I needed. So I really think that we're slowly guided in ways that's continuous. And if we stick with it, if we listen, if we allow ourselves to expand, that's how you get to these greater levels. Because I certainly, you know, it, there in like a year, I wasn't even there in a couple of years. It took me time. But looking back on it, I have the advantage of having the perspective of, I'm so glad that I followed the intuitive nudges. I'm so glad for the blessings that have come from this because it's much easier to see in hindsight than when you're directly in it. Oh, so I so think, true. Yeah. I think that's a real big takeaway because sometimes you may be in the midst of something and it may seem really thick and, and dark, but I really encourage everyone to keep going through. Just go through it. Thank you for sharing that point because I think that is huge. We learn line upon line, precept upon precept. And because of that, we don't see often how much progress we're making. So sometimes it is a 20 or a 30 year, you know, take of growth before you can look back and say, oh, look at what my path was. There was purpose all along. From these three interviews, I am hearing one Sometimes things need to happen the way they happen. Two, we can't always see the big picture, but God can turn our struggles for our good. And believing in that can give us the ability to trust the process until we do see it. And three, accepting our stories and choosing to let them take, make us better rather than bitter is a choice that we are in control of. Thank you for being here today. Your challenge today is to consider your own life. Consider if there is a story that you still hold resentment for, that you still hold bitterness for. And just give it a little bit of thought, maybe in daily meditations. Consider how you can shift that to what you learned and what you got out of it and let go of the bitter and move on with the meaning. That's a big ask because sometimes that can be a process. But start that process this week. Thank you for being here. Remember that you can find more wonderful episodes on loveyourstorypodcast.com and you can buy your Love Your Story t-shirt or get your copy of my book, Life, Living Intentional and Fearless Every Day, The 21 Life Connection Challenges, which are 21 life hacks for living intentional. It's a very good book if I do say so myself. You can find that on the website. And I sure appreciate your reviews and hearing from you. We'll see you in two weeks for the next episode. And while you're out there, 
Look for what you can find the better in, get rid of the bitter, and live your life intentionally. Have a good two weeks.